The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Well, luckily, Bobby, that your great-great-grandfather is no longer in the slave trade. Um, I mean, what a way to start he, at long last. <laughs> I think he's hung I up. I should have pressed record he's, way earlier. He's hung up his boots and whip. He was really good to his slaves. <laughs> and I won't hear anything other than the... <laughs> and I won't hear you talking shit. <laughs> talking shit about Bo Cephas noise. <laughs> Horatio noise. Please tell me his name was really Bocephus. That is, or Josias or something. I don't even remember what my great great grandfather's what name was. All we know is he had a beard, no mustache, and a whole bunch of slaves. A whole bunch of slaves, <laughs> which is fucking wild. Uh, you should be. Can my you grandfather's name is a name that I've never actually heard in my entire life anywhere else. Oco. What? What is? What's the derivation of that? Like, what country of origin? I don't know. It's literally like O C E O O C E O O C O. That's kind of a hood name, though. So he got called like O C a lot, or he got, you know what I mean? That's like, kind of a hood name, though. Like, if there's a little, yes, DJ O C O, you'd be like, oh, he's down. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of cool that like you're the only person that's ever been named something. Yeah. That here should com- that should have been your name. Hey, here that's comes O C O O-C-O and Pookie. Oceo and Pookie coming right now. Hide your shit. <laughs> Why is it always hide your shit? Um, but because I think Pookie from New Jack City, I'm like he is going to rob us for crack. But dude, Gang- Genghis and Genghis Jengus, whatever. I know all the fucking the super virtue signalers like to say Jengus, so they're being all. Meh. But Genghis, because that's what we grew up calling it. Um, you know, he's got like what was it, 20 million people that are related to him on Earth, like from DNA. Yeah, that well, guy. I'm yeah. going to get a new shirt. It's just going to say Genghis Smashes. <laughs> and you can put in fill in the rest. Shit, one of those. <laughs> he did slavery in a whole different way. Like, yeah, he dude. brought a whole new methodology to slavery. And yeah. just, like, create all your own slaves. Fuck this. <laughs> Don't just get a shirt. Make Create your own Ancestry.com business and call it Genghis Smashes. Where they're like, you will be Genghis. related to Genghis Khan, guaranteed. And if you're really related to him, like, if you have even more... In you, you get an even better shirt. What would the better shirt say? Uh, I heart mongoloids. <laughs> because technically, they're supposed to be. Okay, you brought up caucasoid. No. You yeah, brought no. up things the, that they used to teach people. The it's like genetics. I'm not going to say it, but the N word oid. You guys hopefully can fill in the blanks. I'll there. say it. They said it. They taught it to us in school, and we thought it was okay. There's the three classifications: caucasoid, mongoloid. And Negroid. Which sounds so dirty in my ear hole when you say it. It does. Because um, it's yeah. in my ear hole now. And it's living there. Yeah. And it's not okay. Because it makes but me no. think of the Noid. That, that fucking was annoying fucking from Domino's, Domino's Pizza? commercial fucking claymation nightmare. I remember Avoid the Noid. God, there were so many bad. We grew up with so much bad marketing. Where's the beef? We grew up with like California things, raisins, California <laughs> fucking raisins singing Motown racist. Maybe. Jazz. I don't know. Wrinkly purple guys with jazz shades and tap dancing. A little weird, a little uncomfortable. Um, and but, they had white gloves too. 
Wow. They did. They had white gloves. Well, that's a very mammy sort of thing. That's super, out, which yeah, when you think about thing. it, it's not okay. I could tell you that there are four caucasoids running <laughs> for city council <laughs> in our community. Oh, they're so caucasoid. <laughs> they <bro>. are. So <laughs> caucasoid. When is that? It's April something. Right? Yeah, it's like next month. Um, and that's all we're voting on, right? It's that and the lodgers tax. Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, one initiative yep. that they're talking yeah, one about. Initiative. And then like the just city council seats, which... City Council in Durango is a very, we're a very small town, and that's how you get to be mayor, is by getting elected to City Council, Mm -hmm. and then you eventually just, and you don't get elected mayor, you just get to be mayor. They rotate. They just rotate it out. It's a really weird system. I don't think I've ever encountered it. Yeah, it's you, we don't be elect our mayor. To a degree. No, we, don't we don't elect him. No, right or her. We elect or her. Sorry. We, we elect civil, civil, city council persons. Right, and then they in turn get to be anointed. <laughs> <laughs> they put <laughs> olive oil on their head. <laughs> yeah, everybody's got incense and weird outfits on. Yeah, they they they're anointed as mayor, and that's how. All of it works. It's growing up. You want to talk about the most boring? Go try to talk to a fifteen-year-old about city council, at, you know, policy. You want people to go to sleep. But as now we're old men, um, you start to realize as you get older. Obviously, the, uh, the presidency in that campaign it overshadows so much of what government is. But in reality, the further away or higher up the chain, the the less impactful you can be mm-hmm. as a politician and as a as somebody who governs on the community uh, level, right? Yeah. So yeah, the the most powerful thing you can do is become involved in community government it you have literally have the opportunity to change where you live like anywhere from putting a you know stoplight at a dangerous intersection or getting this curb you know uh, uh, made for ADA for handicap like you get to make all these decisions to make your town safer more prosperous now maybe uh, you think HOAs are abridging constitutional rights and you're correct. <laughs> and you would be right. Um, yeah, how come I can't put up a fucking basketball hoop? It's such a weird thing. I, without getting into the sovereign citizen fucking nightmare wormhole, uh, QAnon, fairies and tree gnomes, um, they live in a completely different universe. But I thought, I mean, if I didn't have such a sordid past... Um, I definitely would consider doing that. I I find it interesting and I find it pretty awesome to be able to change literally where you live instead of bitching and moaning at the market to your buddy who, you know, you bump into about, you know, you can actually do something, which is kind of fucking cool on a local level. Does your, do you think your sordid past matters anymore? Now that we have, we had Donald Trump, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert get into and other questionable fucking pasts make their way into larger elements of government. Like what, how, is it only with the Dems now? Do you know what's funny? I think because Congress is such a bigger deal. um, I think you can talk, you can have zero stance have no policy, have no um, um, decision-making on any sort of topic and still get elected. All you've got to do is fear-monger. That's how you can get elected now. City council, you can't really pull that shit. Yeah. You got to like, it's almost like harder to be elected for city council because the, you're literally living in the community that you're governing like every yeah. day. Whereas yeah. Bobert, how many times did their constituents see her? True. She's always yeah. at the Capitol. I just, I don't so think- it's like, I think it's harder. Like, well, I know in our last- election cycle <laughs> oh god i love this we had a non-friend of the podcast <laughs> couldn't be further than a friend could of a not podcast. be further okay, just away from quick. being a friend of the podcast than i mean i, I get along with this gentleman <laughs> he's a local business owner sort of that's <laughs> <laughs> his dad's a local business owner 
and <laughs> he lets he him fuck with it. <laughs> was running for city council in our last election cycle and used to be my employer for I don't know what, three months. A cup of coffee. Something. Yeah. It was a cup. Of, it was a sandwich for yeah. sure. And um, he came into my bar during the election, like a week before the election, <laughs> and he comes walking in with his hair sticking straight up, <laughs> with cocaine crusties. <laughs> Falling out of his fucking stupid <laughs> head. The felony rings. And just, I've never seen anybody look worse. <laughs> and I'm like, you're running for election. You're in public right now. Yeah. You do understand that you're in public. And I, I said this to him. I'm like, you're in public right now. Like, people are going to see you. You look like a fucking nightmare. Did dude. he look surprised when you told him he was in public? Was it that far? <laughs> no, he, no. Okay. He, was, he actually looked um, sort of affronted. As though, like, oh, you're coming at me? And I'm like, no, I'm not coming at you, dude. I'm just giving you advice. You're doing what a friend would do and be like, yo, dude, you know, you've got something in your eye. You've got, you're coked out of your mind in public and someone's going to decide whether you get on city council next week. He didn't get elected. I was going to say, how long was this fucking election? Nor did he take a shower that day. (laughs) Nor nor would any of us be like better than him for that position either. And don't act like, don't act like your city council run would be your sordid past fucked it up. It is this podcast that would fuck it. Any of our chances it could of definitely not count. help. Yeah. But I think the views yeah. I express are, are honest and truthful mixed with really ill-timed poor humor. Yes. But it could be, but, but it's, but at least it's honest. I mean, I know what does that get you in politics though? Jesus Christ. Not a lot. But anyway, you were saying we had four. I, I mean, we're less cocaine-y. This is true. Um, <laughs> way, less. <laughs> way less than the former campaign. Um, but imagine, imagine running against him and you're like, it's, I bet you I'm less cocaine-y. Um, just bring a, <laughs> just one of those urinalysis yeah. Amazon at-home tests. While, you're t- while, while he's talking, you slowly push a paper with a rail on it. <laughs> slowly, <laughs> slowly into his periphery and he starts to lose focus. Um, but but uh, I know one of the people running, Bobby, you know a few of them, right? Mm-hmm. One of the gentlemen running was actually in the video for the top, that guy, that Alyssa, the caller that we got during that whole Yogurt King fiasco. And thank God that that disappeared. Um, he was in the video and he actually was the truck driving in between the gentleman that was being abusive mm-hmm. to Alyssa yep. and, and Alyssa with a with a gay pride flag. He's actually running, um, yep. which is yep. kind of cool. So I don't really know him, but I mean, shit. Good for you, Bob. And we could say his name. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. these What's people are Herring, like Harrison, 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 Harrison. Sorry. Um, I know Frank yeah. Lockwood. Great guy. Great guy. Worked guy. with him on the CRA. Worked with him. And he's a really, really nice guy. Um, I don't know the other folks, but from what everybody says. Jessica. Is, there's Jessica Buell. Jessica Buell. Hardworking fucking. And she she's a competitor of mine. She owns another local marketing agency that does a lot of social media. But I, I don't have any bad feelings about her. They do a great job. And what they do, the clients they have fit their fit their thing and the, what I do fits our clients. So essentially while so. you're here jerking off, she's stealing and being better than you. Yeah, no, clients. I'm not. The reason I'm voting for her is because she'll have way less time to take right, my right, clients. Exactly. One hundred percent. She is a way better person than Sean Mo. <laughs> yes. In literally every single fucking way I could come up with. Anim- animus marketing. <laughs> Shit, I was about to be like, I'm a better skater. Then I remember she's a dope ass figure no, skater. She's an so amazing. So I can't even skate on ice. No, <laughs> no, you can't. She skates. She does nothing but work. She owns a fucking CrossFit gym, which I won't hold that she against owns, her. She owns yeah, two businesses, right? <laughs> she, or three if you count it. And cause... her social marketing business. And they do home care. Lucky and services. Like, yeah, lucky services. They'll, they'll go do... pick up groceries for you. They'll come 
come help with so she's want. a cultist it's almost like a concierge service that yes. she does like yeah, a valet like, so yeah. she's like a cultist if she owns a crossfit gym she's a cult member a hundred percent this saying. episode is brought to you by marketing concept squared marketing concept squared <laughs> fuck animus marketing <laughs> <laughs> i love it and that beautiful we should center voice. Fucking, yeah, right? that Blurb. clip yeah so guys uh, and then wait isn't melissa youssef running again to retain her seat yeah I, keep and, I know i actually hired both of her daughters when i was um they worked under me yes as busser servers for a little bit and lovely family he's one of the best spine surgeons in like the world yeah. or some yeah. shit like i mean you're talking about four very successful very competent people just be just spending enough time working on shifts with her daughters i was like yeah She's a baller because she raised yeah. two fucking dope ass, smart, hardworking. Uh-huh. I mean, the kid, you know, the, the kids are pretty well off, but they don't act like it. They work hard. They bust their ass. That's the kind of person I know just based on being that good of a parent. Well, right when now. you have as many well. trust affarians as we do in this town, it's fucking hard to find good, hardworking kids. Trust me. And but her, uh, her, her husband put uh, screws in my wife's leg. So. Oh, nice. Really? Yeah. With a Phillips or was that a flathead? I don't know. Uh, he, some sort of screw gun. Mc- Makita? Was it a DeWalt? <laughs> it was one of the ones you had to, to fucking plug into the wall before they I the hated those, man. I hated those. Uh, guys, of course you know this because you're listening because you're not knuckleheads and you're not mongoloid. This is the riskiest of wheels and the whiskiest of reels. This is the whiskey reel and we are back in the bunkie 3,000 feet below the earth and uh, we're having a great time because it's cold as shit still. So we're not sweating balls. But it's cold. Bobby woke up cold because he's going through DTs right now. So it gets chilly <laughs> when you're shaking. Um, to my left is uh, the recently vaccinated. Half. Um, he's a half vaxxer is what they call them in the hood. Um, his back's feeling a little better, but he's still a little wobbly. Um, thank God his eyes are the same amount of distance apart than last week. So that hasn't changed. Um, he is our producario. He's our main man. He's Mr. Sean Moriarty. Yes. Thank you. And to my left is the bearded gentleman who we all love so much. Durango's roving Cashman. <laughs> and heir to the Van Noyes family bitchwater fortune. Squatch toe himself. Bobbeth Van Noyes of the TED Talk Van Noises. <laughs> I don't know why you make it so it's, weird. It's because because so, so I watch creepy. it just destroy you from the inside out slowly. <laughs> it is. It creeps me out. And he's talking about you. Because I, I, I maintain uncomfortable yeah, eye contact yeah. with him the whole time. Which side? Does he go like this first and turn right? <laughs> yeah, which side do you get? <laughs> we have eschewed so many actually great nicknames. <laughs> just to fucking focus on Gashman. It's so good, though. I know. Um, I actually, <laughs> you, you're like, I know. Thanks. I don't do a lot of El Moro time anymore, mm. but I walked into El Moro a couple times in the last couple of days, and young wow. Tom, friend of the podcast, yes. fucking calls me Bobbitt Van Noyes from Gashville. <laughs> <laughs> good job, Tommy. Yeah, from Gashville. Thanks, Tom. That's how he listener. greets me now. That's you beautiful little <laughs> wood sprite. <laughs> wow. But he is he doesn't leave footprints in snow. No, he doesn't. Even. And he wears a newsboy hat a lot because he loves newsies. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me. I'm the king of New York. He actually does it because he loves that cool show with like uh, uh yes. Tom Hardy and the, the Peaky Blinders. Uh, Peaky Blinders. And yeah, I got the worst trouble I've ever been in at work is when I told him I know you think you look like Peaky Blinders. 
but you look like a fucking newsie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Perfect. Yeah, he was so mad at me. He's That's like, perfect. sweet, you're cleaning floor drains today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, to my left, your general manager. He's in charge of fucking everything. Everything. He is Wolfgang Fuck. He will destroy your life. Yeah. He will tell you how everything that you love <laughs> sucks so hard. Did I ever tell you the story? He is story? Antonio Branderas <laughs> of the Madagascar Van Yes, that's where, the, that's where the family's back in Madagascar. <laughs> um, did I ever tell you the story? So I was on this one. I did this. What play was it? I think it was The Misanthrope. Okay. If, um, which is a great play, by Who the way. Who wrote it? But, um, Beckett? Okay. Wasn't that Beckett? Mm, that was okay. Beckett. And I played Fallant. Thank you. Um, anyway. Uh, New so, nickname. Writing it down. Fallant. It's a horrible name. Um, I got as a gift, because at the end of the cast, you know, end of the production, we get real, like, dorky and thinking, oh, my God, we're like family. And then you never talk again after. Um, but <laughs> so I got as a gift a hammer. No bullshit. This is me. This is rehearsing with me for eight months. I got a hammer. It was a little hammer. And on the hammer, it just wrote, thanks, soul crusher. <gasps> and that was my cast gift. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Oh, God. I think I still have that, too. That it made amazing. me laugh, dude. I loved it. Um, I love that. So accurate, too. Yeah, well, it, it, a lot of relationships got broken up on that fucking stage. Let me tell you. Um, Anywho, well, you were supposed to bring us a new whiskey this week. <laughs> yes, well, you were. As far as the audience is concerned, no, it's tr- no. Eighty-seven was after we got three mics, and it's still available. For oh, still okay. Available. Never mind, guys. I did a re- repeat. You can imagine we're so many episodes in. We try to stay very whiskey centric. Your boy here messed up. Typically, I'm very good about remembering, but we're going to recall this. Number one, it's a really good one to recall. Very good. Um, it's delicious product. This is the Legend. Um, L-E-G-E-N-T, like legend with a T. There it is. Yeah. I thought it was Legend. 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 Um, Actually, it's half Japanese. Yeah, so you got to go Legend. Hey! So it's Regent. <laughs> Regent. Regent whiskey. Oh, stop it. Um, that was the name of my high school. Like We were the Reseda Regents. Oh, God. Horrible. Hey, Archbishop Mitty Monarchs. Wow. Worse. Boy, that sounds horrible. <laughs> what was your high school? Like uh, Bobcats. The bo- the bo- ah, fuck you. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, write that down, Sean. Nickname. Bobcats. The old Bobcat. The old Bobcat. <laughs> so, so by the way. Bobcat uh, like, drunk weight. I, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> I was trying to think of golf weight. That's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> Bobcat fucking weight. Because Bobby's always at his fucking weight. I'm always at my fucking weight. That's what's up. Ask your girlfriend. Anyway. So what were you um, going to say, Bobby? Yeah, just wait for my pearls of wisdom. Uh, <laughs> and when I said ask your girlfriend, I was talking to the entire audience because you've fucked all their girlfriends. Right? I, I mean, look to your at left. At some point. <laughs> I have fucked a lot of the same girls as our audience. That doesn't mean they were their girlfriends or No, no, no. Not at the time. That's what I'm saying. Or, yeah. I mean, we've crossed swords. Several, several times. With the audience. So yes. if this town looks like a, a really bad scene from the old Three Musketeers movie. <laughs> if, if you've seen... If the Venn diagram of our <laughs> listenership. Are you kidding me? It looks like a concentric circle. Yeah. Um, so if you're riding in a car right now listening to this with your girlfriend and she has been staring out of the window for the last 30 seconds... <laughs> 
Now you know why. You might want to ask. You that might want to have some questions. Asked. <laughs> um, this is Le Jean. Um, it's a very, very, very cool whiskey. Number one, we'll get this right out of the box. It is not expensive. It's thirty-four bucks. Woo! That's what makes it so attractive. Firstly, mm-hmm. secondly, this is a collabi. Um, it's from Kentucky, Japan. No, it's a basically. <laughs> it says that on the top. Um, it's a lovely part of Japan. Um, they all have like overbites and uh, we're wife beaters. It's Kentucky, Japan. These are made by two guys that are very, very famous in the whiskey world. One of them, Master Distiller over at Jim Beam. The other is another mixer, and I never remember his name, so I'll do it. Shinji Shinji Fukuyo. Hey, brother, we can do a lot with that. It's spelled fuck you, Fuck you, yo. Fuck you, Um, yo. This is basically a collab. It is distilled in America, however. He just consulted on it. Um, I'll read you. Did did Carol have a little blurby? Did she have time? Because I know she's kind of hungover. Did she have time? I think she's okay. She can handle it. Well, Um, she just got her second injection. Oh, oh, she got her second one. Yeah, she's weirdly little, enough. Uh, she's going back for her third, and I have no idea what that's about. Yeah. But is yeah. she trying to be overcautious? Does she enjoy getting shots? She she sent me a text saying that her skin hurt and that she had a fever and that her butthole itched. Wow, I don't know if that's a symptom. I don't know if any of those things are actually. I don't think that's a side effect, Bobby. Side effects. No, <laughs> they might not be related. Um, she said her teeth itched. It was weird. Um, so, so she could so, feel her hair growing. She could feel her hair growing. So, here, let me buzz her in real quick. See what she's got. Uh, uh, Carol. Yes, Darian. How you doing there, doll? Um, can you please look up this legend? I know you've probably looked it up before because we did a little while ago. But can you look that up for us? I'm on it. Let's see here. Legend is the marriage of East and West. It's a celebration of the craftsmanship of Kentucky bourbon balanced with the artistry of Japanese blending. From rich aromas of mature oak and lingering spice to the flavors of dried fruits pulled from wine and sherry casks, every sip of legend is worth savoring and sharing, just like Bobby's kisses. Aww. You did not. That was kind of cute. Why is she so sweet? Well, dude, first she, of all, it's always been a questionable joke whether or not you fuck Carol, but I am like guaranteed for sure you fuck Carol now. I, okay, first of all, I never fuck Carol. We've had some weird nights of just after show partying and maybe playing some pool, maybe hanging out in a certain roadhouse. Ah, the Chody? They the know same. her really well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, as soon as she walks through the door. I think she's doorman. I'm going to fucking double check. Carol, uh, sorry to ask this so bluntly, but um, uh, did you fuck and or get fucked by Bobby? <laughs> that is a completely inappropriate question that I will never answer. Well, all right. Fuck, that's a yes. Well, I mean, that's dude, a yes. I mean, that's not a yes. <laughs> okay, that's not a yes. Okay. She's being, it's, not, it's just a not a no. She's being honest. In this kind of situation, a not no is a yes. Well, she and wait a second. I don't want that to sound like don't. don't yeah, that's don't anybody know super yes. rapey, dude. No, we're but not she runs our HR. So, I mean, I guess if she wants to complain to herself, she can. Um, so what do we taste, boys? Uh, I, I, I think just like the last time when we say uh, right down the middle for a bourbon, I don't think that this fits into that category because there is a little bit more fruitiness from the cast that they use. But. Strong red apple on the nose, very fucking caramel, caramel in color, like a lot of dark color. Mm-hmm. You can tell the wood's got some char on it. Of course, if the Jim Beam folks are involved, 
There's some char on the fucking barrels. A little bit. Um, and it finishes It finishes a little hot. I don't remember that before, but it finishes a little hot for me, but that's fine because I don't mind going for it. Um, I would recommend definitely dropping an ice cube after you've drank a little straight. Um, yeah. it, it, it changes the dynamic completely. Bobby, what did you get from it? Actually, I really like what Sean said about the red apple. That's definitely prevalent. Um, f- fruit skin. I yeah. mean, is that ever like a Rind. phrase that we've used? Like it's like the yeah. Typically, like, when you say the skin of a fruit, at least when it relates to wine, you're talking in a str- about a fruit laden astringency. Astringency. Yeah. Does that make Does that make sense? Kind of so like a zest. It's less. Yeah. It's not the stone fruit, rich, earthy kind of flavor. It's it's more tart. Mm-hmm. Um, it has some uh, definite fruity notes, uh, along with the obvious. You know, just bourbon notes. I mean, it has classic bourbon notes. This is very much a sipper. I think it's a really, really nice whiskey. Um, absolutely. I mean, there's. I, it's hard because there's nothing wrong with this whiskey. There's no. nothing wrong with it. There's nothing. like nothing offensive whatsoever. What I think separates this not only is the quality for the price. That let me first and foremost say that. Um, but what it also separates itself and distances itself from other Kentuckys um, is that. It has a it has a very interesting as we've talked about Japanese distilled spirits on the show before. They have this really beautiful nuanced approach. Sean said it was because they had small hands. I don't know what that means. Sounded racist, <laughs> but you. but they tend to have this weird nuance in their distilling and their <laughs> blending, and it's very subtle and and uh, very soft. Um, the approach to it. What I love about this, I don't know if you guys dip your nose back in that, but what really jumped out as I was trying to go once you get past the cedar box, like grand. Grandma's closet, sort of wooded, sort yeah. of smell. There's this beautiful aroma of almost a chai oh, and, okay. and black tea that you, that I get on the nose. And then on the palate, it does. It elevates. Wow. There's no dip. It goes. It hits with your attack. Goes. Jumps up to your mid palate. Then jumps up again. Yep. Um, and then disappears like a good. Dis- it's like when you take two tea bags from the hot tea because you're a piece of shit and you ordered hot tea at a restaurant. You should kill yourself. But like when you get the hot tea, you go. I'm putting one bag of Earl Grey and one bag of Celestial Seasoning by, Spice. Tea. By by the way, I went out to dinner with Walnuts and his ex current girl. They're in flux. Um, that and their and and her wonderful brother and his husband and they were delightful. We talked horror movies, super fun. Um, this psychopath that Mike brought here orders a coffee at a sushi place at seven p.m. <laughs> and I almost left. Come on, see, he's such a prick. Who orders a coffee at a sushi place at and, seven o'clock on a Friday? And you should remember why you got that fucking hammer. No. Jesus, <laughs> like you, you're a terrible oh my person God. to deal with. Well, um, I, I had lunch with that crew yesterday. Oh, you did? Oh, they were, t- dude, they had to nap after meeting you, and then they got to me. Yeah. And all hell broke loose. I will say this. They were not ordering coffees. <laughs> <laughs> were they I mean, adult beverages? Was it coffee were, mugs full of fernet to the brim? Like to the brim. Um actually Steph, who is lovely, we She's love, so we fun. Love, love you, Steph. Steph. Friend of the podcast. Um she immediately just says to me, Um, you're going to do a fucking fernet with me because no one in Texas will drink fernet. Right. And we I'm showed like, it to her the last time she was oh, here and now she's okay. fucking hooked. And my fernet intake has really diminished. Like really diminished since you were bartending <laughs> at El Moro. Thrilled, <laughs> yeah, to have a fernet with her. Um, it was lovely, <laughs> dude. Fantastic. It's fun. They're fun, but dude, that was so funny. I looked at her. I go, "Are you a lunatic? You don't do that." 
Um, so she got a tea instead, but no. still, oh. <laughs> that's what reminded me. Dude, so you made this, the server's like, okay, so I had to brew well, the fucking coffee to get her the coffee. And no, 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 they didn't tea. have any coffee, so she oh, had to okay. go tea, but yeah, she, because it wasn't a Hardee's. She fucking, <laughs> yeah, dude, you're not a fucking, you're not a Carl's Jr. You're they not a have, like, Shoney's family <laughs> restaurant <laughs> and can order a fucking Senka and a fish sandwich at fucking 7.30 p.m. Beat it, Waffle House. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ. But no, she the, the the waitress is very happy because we took very good care of her and ordered a bunch of shit. And it was delight. I forgot how nice it is to sit down in a restaurant and eat sushi. I couldn't have been happier. It was God, a very good experience. Um, that being said, they are friends of the podcast. Jimmy and his crew dude, over there, the dopest. Are... And I'm telling you, Jimmy, you out there, you know it. I've told you in your face before. You do the best version of this food in this town. I, I'm sure I'd have to drive 300 miles to find anybody that does better sushi than I'll that say guy. this right now, and y'all can fuck Straight off up. if you disagree with me, but Pop Sushi is the only sushi restaurant in Durango. I agree. As far as I'm fucking. Well, I, I, like, I, like, agree. I like Rice Monkeys. I'll pop in there and, and because when I, I'm in town. It's I, the same I, crew. It's And they have sushi I, rolls why. there. They have sushi rolls there. But it's not a sushi spot because they do a mix of shit. I mean, they do a mix of shit at Pop Sushi. More than anything, like, to me, Pop Sushi They're owned by the same guy. It's the same. Exactly. To me, Pop Sushi is your sushi spot, and then Rice Monkey is kind of your ramen joint. Well, and you get that's my pickup spot because it's in town. So if I got a sushi fix, I'm going to go pick up at Rice Monkey. Snag a roll. Sit down. And get a bowl of ramen. There ain't nobody but nobody but Pop Sushi doing it right in this town. That being said, okay, if you are paying attention to anything outside of your own microcosm, which is hard to do sometimes, you would notice that a lot of the stuff we talked about last week were completely mirror images of what happened this week, which yeah. is cancel culture was really big, which is people are pissed at Biden. We, it, there was a lot of stuff that happened. La- if, so nothing's really transpired of note. The one thing that was interesting that I saw, Rex wants you to download, if you can, the Oprah interview with the Markle and the... the, the Prince Harry and Prince Meghan, Harry and Meghan, She Meghan just Markle. wants to see the interview. Yeah, She's yeah. very interested in that. I and I, and that. I said, I will never live that down on the podcast, but go ahead, I'll ask. And that being said, I see something like that and I go, what a bunch of trite like self-serving bullshit, right? I, I I could not care less about a monarchy that has nothing to do with my life. That being said, some very interesting stuff happened during the course of the interview. She had alluded to the fact that somebody within the royal family was concerned that her baby would be too dark. Um, even though Meghan Markle is, um, I mean, I'm blacker than Meghan Markle. Let's be honest. Like I get a good tan on. Yeah, so it's not like she's this princess from Zamunda coming in and fucking marrying Prince Harry. <laughs> it's like, you're okay. So that's number one, which was kind of weird. Concerned about that, said that to her. She says that on the interview, everybody goes nuts. You have the hyper right of, of the UK defending the crown. And then you have everybody else in the UK, which are like, fuck them anyway. We don't give a shit about those people. So it's like the old guard and the new guard. I don't think the new British population gives a shit about the monarchy but everybody over 60 that's still a huge part of their lives well because a shitload of their tax money is just going to a traditional let's make these folks all rich and and go through the motions of waving at people and being these weird figureheads that don't have any effect on policy or anything yeah but it like like that sense of country and monarchy and everything is sort of intrinsic and tra- like, it's tradition with, and with it's a certain generation like those people are going to mm-hmm. always always support that royal family and like treat them as royalty hey because i mean that's all they've ever fucking known man yeah, i yeah. mean like and that royal family does 
nothing. Yeah. Well, and we were thought they we do nothing. We thought Diana might be the break from that. Obviously, that didn't work out very no, well. No, they fucking but, killed uh, her. But, and, and that's another thing they talked about in the interview. They I talked heard... about how they were worried that if they bucked the system, the same thing that happened to his mom, because it's a conspiracy theory, but at the same time, I don't know, man. And and how fa- how soon after Diana's big fucking Oprah interview, because she's doing he's there. he did something very similar that his mother did. Right. His mother did the same thing, and then- she wasn't around too much longer well, after that. Now they have Jewish space lasers, so you better watch your step. Because if you stand out. in under one of those, you can get roasted. Um, so the funny part is, all of a sudden, here we go. Fox, AON, all the fucking outlets that you would think, Newsmax, start doing the talking points. It's so amazing that nobody can put this together. There's there's a cabal of people writing down talking points and fucking basically dis- uh, distributing them to all the people talking. They all say the same thing verbatim. It's they incredible. Don't, they don't even um, make it their own. The talking point for the right when it comes to this interview with them was, well, the queen has done more for black and Asian people around the world than anybody else uh, because due to the Commonwealth, a.k.a. colonizing She's actually revered because she's been taking care of all the indigenous people they've colonized for hundreds of years um, and subjugated. So their reasoning, this is their cell, was she can't be racist because the countries that they invaded, took over and have subjugated, they've been taken care of ever since. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you remember when we came by a couple hundred years ago, we pulled the fucking bone out of your nose and gave you a Bible? Why are you yeah. so ungrateful? <laughs> Dude. I mean, maybe talk to the people in like fucking like Liberia and fucking yeah. India and all these northern Africa. Well, luck, luckily, India Africa. told them to go suck a dick. Suck a um, dick. And, you know, obviously, and the country's been basically exploding ever since. You can take your one round rifles and fucking get out of my country (laughs) oh my god dude i mean i hate to talk shit on the british because they are our progenitors but like fuck them i mean i don't know about you but i have irish and the the, the, you know the real irish not the northerners that still want to hang out with the fucking monarchy wow Wow. What is real life? I'm not over the troubles, Bobby. I'm not over the troubles. Have you ever seen the commitments? You should yes. watch it. <laughs> you should, well, you, you'd feel better. Now, you feel like sweet and Irish <laughs> are the blacks of Europe. Dubliners are the blacks of Ireland. Yes, Ireland. And the north side Dubliners <laughs> are, the bl- are the blacks of Dublin. <laughs> so, so said with me. Said once <laughs> and said loud. I'm black Looking and I'm proud. That movie is it's fan a fucking fun. If you guys have out there, maybe you're a little younger, you haven't seen the commitments. Do yourself a favor. If you want your harmed, uh, your heart to bubble over in warmth, um, that is such a lovely movie, and you walk away smiling and kind of weeping a little bit. And but the it, band it, still performs in fucking yeah, Ireland. Fucking they do. Right. And that soundtrack is one of the greatest. Uh, it's a two parter. It's a yeah, two disc. fucking two disc Bang. soundtrack. It's fucking amazing, and it actually ends on a somewhat sour no yeah. that's what oh, i'm yeah. saying yeah you know because it, it, it was just one of those experiments yeah. that went awry and it, it, it could have been but perfect most people you still you've the, probably heard it everybody out there's probably heard them because if you've heard the song mustang sally in the last 30 years the only version they play the best, is the commitments version the best cover of tenderness better than the try original. a little tenderness it's the best it's cover perfect. best best performance of that song i've ever heard um, but so better yeah, than that the original. Declan, from that Declan dude, whoever he was, he was a young guy. He was like 18 when they yeah. cast him in that yeah. movie. 
He's and a holy monster. shit. That guy can belt, dude. That it's guy can wail his ass off. Easy, but uh, but interesting. Um, I I never thought I'd be interested in the royal family whatsoever. I've got no inclination. Rex does obviously, but this really kind of made me pause. Like I literally was walking, I was watching a video, and then I just stopped, and I'm like, wait a minute, like this, this can't be the cell. You guys got to be better. I mean, it used to be. They would have to concoct some, you know, what's the what's the Noam Chomsky book? Uh, manufactured consent. Yes. Where it would take a long time to get a point across uh, slowly, slowly through marketing, through bullet points, through this, through talking points. You start to change society's view on a particular subject. They're not even trying to manufacture consent. They are demanding consent at this point. They're just, they're lying so blatantly that they, they know the rubes that they're talking to. They'll do anything. Those people that are still there and they're still there, the QAnon fucking move the goalpost. He didn't get elected on March 4th. He didn't get put in. So it's going to be later down. He has a plan that has never come to fruition. Those people don't even need to be lied to anymore. They just need to be told what to do and how to think. It's really exactly. kind of amazingly obvious at this point. I, it just makes me weep a little bit. Like, fuck So I almost feel like we all probably belong to some cult or another <laughs> CrossFit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, let's say you're a CrossFitter. That's a bit culty. Let's yeah. say you lie to yourself and absorb every piece of content that Kevin Smith puts out because you think he's a fantastic filmmaker. Culty. Let's say that. <laughs> Very culty. <laughs> Everybody drink the blood out of the movies cup that I got in the mail. <laughs> I mean, in that vein, I definitely have an Edgar Wright sort of yes. cult hero mm-hmm. sort of worship yeah. for that guy. In your pants. You know, I mean, yeah, I would. <laughs> I would make love to Edgar Wright. <laughs> yep. You have you have Edgar Wright. I have Sweet. Kevin Smith. Sweet. Aaron has Bishop Don, the magic wand. It would have been, I'll dig up Kubrick's old fat ass. I'll give him a pounding. <laughs> Why from not? What I, from what I understand, Kubrick just seemed like, he is such an amazing auteur and everything, but like, doesn't seem like a cool guy to hang out with. No, like, he's he just probably a miserable and odd. cunt. Miserable. Yeah, I mean, there's some people that are too smart to be friends with, and they're too accomplished to even consider spending time with. Yes. Stanley Kubrick probably falls firmly I'm in the say yeah. fucking realm. And because yeah. he's like, um, I'm, I've made the best five fucking movies of the last 50 years. What do you want from me? I mean, well, I mean he's no Rob Zombie. Just had this but, realization you know, where I, I know why Blake's not hanging out with us anymore. Yeah, right. That's why. Blake, if you're out there, we'd, we'd love to have some we miss pizza you. at your house. And and I promise not to anger Knuckles with <laughs> talk of Batman movies being good or not. Oh, we're going to do it. Uh, did we talk about Knuckles absolutely annihilating me? What? Whoa. Do tell. Annihilating. Do tell, <laughs> sir. Like emotionally, physically, both? Okay, so. Anally? Uh, I did a stupid social networking post <laughs> yeah. wherein I claimed that Tom Cruise. So I started it off oh like God, this. Oh, God, no. I, Here we go. I started it off with this. I said, um, I understand that some of you people, because what I've noticed is people will come out and they're like, I fucking hate Donald Trump. And if you don't like Donald Trump and or you do like yes. Donald Trump, then don't be my friend. Dude, and yeah, feel free to unfriend me. me. Unfriend mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And then it was like the same thing with Biden. Like, oh, well, I don't like where our country's going. And if you don't like it, fucking feel free to unfriend me. So I was like playing a game with that. And I was just being cute yes. and funny. Mm-hmm. And I As was per like, usual. so if you don't like Tom Cruise as an actor, 
feel free to fucking unfriend me. And the right thing now. is, is he meant Stupid. it way harder than the Trumpers and the oh, Biden people. Sure. He meant it oh, way harder. Did. Did. Probably did. <laughs> Within 30 minutes, it turns into a fucking diatribe. <laughs> oh, God. And basically, we're discussing nothing but Scientology. And at some point, I'm just like, dude, okay, fuck you. I like Tom Cruise, blah, blah, blah. And then Knuckles in oh, all of boy. her fucking glory. It was very short, but I remember it now. in there. And, and, and Blake texted me that night, and he was just like, you're not going to win yes. the Scientology <laughs> yeah. argument with fucking Jackie. That's not going to happen. And I was like, I'm not trying to win the Scientology argument with Jackie because I'm not arguing about Scientology. That's my whole point. She destroyed me. In like eight words, I remember. Oh. It was just a very simple thing and I was like, what I went was and it? I went, I, there is no arguing against it. Let me, really. let me hear it. By the way, in eight words, she said fuck seven times. And like, right. <laughs> yeah, she did. So, so what she was cursed it? at me so much. What did she say? I don't know. I think I deleted the whole oh, fucking God. thing. Hold on. Did you delete it? So no. What what Knuckles actually said to me was, uh, I I will paraphrase. <laughs> it was, um, fuck you, Bobby. <laughs> if you don't think that you need to pay attention to Scientology, why don't you go on the internet, which is easily accessible to you Ooh. because you're a tech guy, and fucking look it up and see what wow. this religion has done to people. Yeah. Which, by the way, salient. Yeah. Perfectly fucking acceptable point. Yeah. Of course, Scientology. But my response, which had been going on for two hours before she jumped in this, was like, I don't give a fuck about Scientology. I mean, Catholics have been fucking little boys for, I don't know, a thousand fucking years. Yeah. Right. And no one seems to give a shit about that. Are you going to fucking stop watching movies that a Catholic has fucking been involved but he with. Is the science, he is the church. It's him and Miscavige that are essentially the church. So that's why I think I she, get it. Yeah. But he's not, dude. He's the figurehead. He's the Jesus figure of their whole situation. And I'm, by all means, he fucking embraces it and he loves it or whatever. He loves the attention. Yeah, I and sure, it. he put both of his wives in cages, but you know. South Jesus Park's Christ. real, right? So, so my my thing is that, that this is happened. this is that this is that argument that time the timely like what do you think about Polanski? What do you think about Woody Allen? What do you think about people who do weird bad shit? And can you separate the art from the artist? It can you? I there's a point. I th Michael Jackson. There's a point. Fucking R. Kelly. Mm -hmm. There's a point where can you separate the Elmo? Can you separate <laughs> the art from the artist? And uh, the, I think there's a breaking point. Like for me, after watching the third episode of the Mia Farrow Woody Allen thing, yeah, that guy can go fuck himself. Yes. as yeah. far as I'm concerned, he is a bad person yes and it's i it would be remiss for me to even like consider uh, uh, exalting him for anything he's ever done at this point because he's such you. a bad man yes I, um, I i wouldn't even go back and watch his back catalog at this point i mean really rough fucking series to watch and it was hard for me as a again i hate saying as a dad but as a dad of a little girl yeah that dude. was really difficult for me to watch and it made me so so fucking mad. I wanted to strangle him with yeah, my dude. hands, dude. Yeah, dude. And I, we don't have to get off on a Tom Cruise thing necessarily, but like, <laughs> but let's talk can more you literally find anyone on planet Earth 
that has anything negative to say not about Not even Tom. Nicole Kidman. And I'm not talking about just people like hating Scientology and hating Tom Cruise for jumping right. on the couch. I'm talking about people that know Tom Cruise, worked with Tom Cruise, fucking been married to Tom Cruise, have fucking everyone. Not kidding. Mimi Rogers. Some paperwork going she back had some. Forth. She had some stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Mimi but like, Rogers, Nicole Kidman, like these are his two former wives. Never have anything bad to say. No. Um, and Nicole Kidman's a person of power in Hollywood. It's not yes. like Tom Cruise could crush her. She's got so some, no, she's got she's fucking got game fucking, as far yeah. as Hollywood's concerned. So if there was something bad, granted they have kids, and you never want to, you know, it's a really shitty thing to disparage the parent with the kid type thing. And I know Katie Holmes had a little bit of weird shit, but you would think if he was as bad as you would think, there would be an avalanche of people talking. Well, he went off right? on his uh, COVID tantrum that a lot of people started referencing when I posted this and I'm like okay but I've listened to that and really what happened is like he's not just an actor anymore that's his fucking movie it's his money he's paying to make Mission Impossible 7 he's paying for that fucking movie some people got popped for not wearing masks and not doing the right fucking thing and they were threatening to shut down his production which is probably going to cost him untold millions of dollars if they did so and so he flipped the fuck out and he told these motherfuckers what was up because they work for him exactly you know what I mean yeah and as far as the Scientology thing goes, I get it. It's gross, dude. But it's no less gross than like being a fucking Baptist yeah. piece yeah. of shit and dancing with snakes or drinking strychnine. Mormon. And just fucking, you know, uh, protesting fucking Amen. gay soldiers' funerals right. or yeah. whatever the fuck. Like, I, like stop it. Or dude. making stop space it. lasers. Space lasers. Space lasers. Never. But I think the point Forget here is, the point missed. here is, and we're talking directly to Knuckles. <laughs> And as long as we're not like vehemently supporting something that's so awful, and I'll say this about Batman versus Superman too, Knuckles. Oh my God. Just let let it go. People like things, okay? Yeah. Let us like Tom Cruise. We hate Scientology. Let's all say it. We hate Scientology, but we like Tom Cruise's acting performances. And until a whole bunch of fucking dead corpses pop up under his porch, which they will, we will not stop loving him. Xena would never let that happen. I will go on the record for Blake. (laughs) <laughs> and tell you that he feels very much the same way because he and I have had the conversation no less than like nine times that the Mission Impossible series is the greatest action movie series of all time. It's up there, man. Uh, John Wick excluding, and, uh, in my opinion. Not yet. Mm, not yet. I, I think those three together. I think they're all up there. Okay. Um, it's, you know, he exists in this like James Bond world of like, we've been doing this for a really yep. fucking long time. And that series is phenomenal. And Everything but the second off. one. Yeah. The only one but, that sucked was the second one because they overdid it. The first one they didn't, the first one they didn't do everything that they wanted to. They didn't give that much money. Brian De Palma's more of a small production kind of guy. He's not really into big special effects, even though they had quite a bit. They were building the universe. It was very close to the fucking show, except they turned it on its side and, you know, made Voight the bad guy. Uh, Great fucking movie. The second one is is just a really long, shitty music video for an even shittier Metallica song. John Woo. John Woo directed. Love him or hate him. It's worse than Trolls 2. So Wow. <laughs> Troll so, 2. Not Trolls 2, which so, is coming whatever. soon. Okay. It's a giant piece of shit. So you know, you know why? There's a theory why that was such a piece of shit. It's the well-known Hollywood fucking wives tale, the Emilio Estevez curse. 
if you put Emilio Estevez in your film, the next oh one will God. be bad. John Voight's character killed Emilio Estevez. That's right. And, and no. his ghost haunts the second one. And the next movie See, is going angle. to suck because Emilio It's the Emilio Estevez effect. Smoked. How many movies has Emilio Estevez ever even been That's what in? I'm saying. Did you ever see Breakfast Club 2? I yeah. Never happened. No way. Never I? happened. St. Elmo's Fire 2? Right? <laughs> what was the one where they were garbage men? The Do firing. It, the garbage men? Uh, or, uh, uh, men, men at work. Men at work. work. Was there a men at work too? Nope. Okay. Rent-a-cops. The Emilio Estevez effect. I hate Rent-A-Cops, Well, too. before we wrap up, I will just say that there's a lot of Mighty Ducks movies. <laughs> oh, God damn They are and so Sean good. Broke my curse, you super, son of a bitch. Sean is super excited about the next. Oh, no. What are you talking about? There's a Disney Plus series about the Mighty Ducks with Emilio Estevez that's coming out is soon, and I'm so stoked. Anybody but Sean in his... Do you see Sean and the Moriarty so clan sitting people. down to Thanksgiving, oh, just yeah. marathoning the Mighty Ducks series? Dude? If you don't cry... <laughs> if gross. you don't cry during Hans's funeral scene in the Mighty Ducks 3, you have no heart. Wait, Hans? Hans is dead. Hans, the guy from the first oh. one. They, by the way, they booted him in the second one, and Jan, his like brother, takes care of the team in L.A. when they're doing the stupid Olympic thing because the second one's a shit show. The third one, though, when they go to prep school and Hans is back, he dies. See, I thought you sad. meant legendary science fiction author Hans. <laughs> Our number, the number one yeah. writer on the whiskey reel. <laughs> Speaking of Hans Hollenbeck, <laughs> who should run for city council? Yes. It's election season. We're getting ready to fucking decide who's going to lead this town, which doesn't ever. That's not how this works. But uh, city council is coming up, and there's a mystery candidate. I had no fucking idea. Dark horse. There's a dark horse mystery candidate, and she seems delightful, and she wants to work with us. She's a friend of Carol's. Okay. I trust Carol. Durango has been waiting for a candidate who embodies the values and policies that everyone can get behind. Hi, I'm Moonbeam Hannity, and I'm running for Durango City Council. You may know me from the Nature's Oasis parking lot as the chick with a gun rack in her Subaru. Moonbeam Hannity is the candidate who can say exactly what Durango is thinking. I fully support women's reproductive rights, but only among the immigrant population and non-Israeli Jews. She's intuitive, inclusive, inquisitive, and incontinent. So, my opposition consists of an extremely hard-working single mom, an incredibly tolerant and thoughtful young man, and Frank Lockwood. I'm bringing a strong faith in Q, a 100% plant-based diet, and some very questionable views on race to the table. Paid for by the Petulitarians of La Plata County Initiative. So, I'm Moonbeam Hannity, and I still don't know how I feel about this message. Now, if you want to call us, send us a text message. You can do so at 970-426-5344. Cockazoid! Or you can hit us up via email at whiskeyreel at gmail.com. Or hit us up on the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at whiskeyreel. 
Why does he always got to do like he's either a Nazi, a redneck, sultry? One day I'm going to do a one man show where it's just the Nazi and the redneck having conversations on a park bench. Uh, <laughs> you could you could do an unwatchable performance like Hannah Gadsby. Wow. Sorry, I I was trying to dig at Hannah Gadsby. Uh, anyway, it's a long, it's a comedian thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah, it's she's not. So do we have any? We actually shit fuck. We do have a fucking voicemail. <gasps> shit Gasp. fuck. Our voicemail is from our podcast colleague Brian Nystrom of the Greenlight Weekend Perver. Variety of podcasts. Brian I saw Nelson. him. They do. They're doing open mic again down yeah, at, at comedy old, uh, is back at the at the much maligned and hated by two of the three people in this room. Oh, uh, that's right. Because he still because he still goes to the starlight uh, in besmirching everything that we believe in. Holds true. Yeah, dude, I do yeah. me, dog. Um, that's all right. Bobby goes to the fucking deli. So, <laughs> right, exactly. We all do our things. But um, I saw Brian down there doing an open mic. It was a very well attended open mic. Oh yeah. And there was a gentleman that finished up the open mic that was at, okay. Let's be honest. We know open mics can be a little bit rough. People um, are working some shit out. And I'm being out. nice. But uh, this gentleman, he tore it down, dude. He did like the like he did like seven minutes of material and like tore nice. it down on the floor. Yeah, it was good. He was really good. And uh, was it Josh so Emerson? Hello. I don't know. I don't know his name. It's a native, Josh Emerson? G- native gentleman. It is Josh. It might have been Josh Emerson. Um, he was very He's good. Solid. Um, but said hello to Brian. It was good to see him. Gave him a hug. Gave him a little the girl, a white guy bro hug. Nice. The, the girls that run the open mics in town right now um, are yeah. lovely. I love them. I'm friends with them. And now comes the insult. They drive me <laughs> fucking nuts. Because it's like, uh, I can't even go out in public anymore without a guy like fucking like being sweet to me and fucking trying to sleep with me or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, Those are two very different things, Bobby. Okay. Maybe you're confusing the two so, <laughs> No, I mean, it's just like judging from their Facebook posts, I'm like, okay, like you guys are public figures and you're holding yourself up as public figures and you don't want to be approached yeah. by the opposite sex. Yeah. Even though I know, because I've seen you both on Tinder, that you both right. want to be approached by the opposite sex. But, uh, but, so they're not going up be... to her. They're not going up to her and they're not like, hey, all right, let's go back to my place. I want to fuck you in the butt and the mouth in that order. Let's do it. I mean, I don't know what the conversations are like. Because that's hard. But if they're just <laughs> like, hey, would you like to have really a drink and a, and a chat? Um, and then she goes, ew. But we all know how, like, dating app conversations go. Oh, okay. Well, you know what I mean? Just dick pics immediately? Yeah, yeah. We've had that. I've had that conversation with both of these young women, and I really like these girls. Like, they're super smart. They're super fun. But, like, also, chill the fuck out. Like, you're going to hold yourself up. You're going to put yourself on stage. I understand that you shouldn't be fucking treated as a second-class citizen or fucking, like, hell, you know. But that's kind of comes with the territory. Well, there's Durango. There's Rex coined the term with me of being Durango famous. So um, we live in a very small town. Yeah. Last night we went out. There was a, 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 a friend of ours. I call him Swerves. So he's on my phone as Swerves. Lovely gay gentleman. And uh, I got a lot of like, uh, I got like this old hot boy crew that is trying to get on daddy. But um, it's weird. I'd but, fuck all of them too. But, They're gorgeous. But he, um, he, uh, he is a listener of the show, so he's probably going to hear this. How you doing, big boy? He loves the podcast. He's like every progressive person I know that I know that would like it. I tell to listen to the podcast, and um, he actually might be our on the street. We're I'm I'm trying to formulate this like. All a minute the on, gay the on the street segment. He's like willing. He's like, I'm not really an entertainer, but I got friends of mine that listen to you. 
that are gay that may want to be our correspondent. So yes. I thought it would be great to have. It'd be nothing would be better than to go into old like people like going into businesses and bars with old people in them and just, you know, how do you feel about me sucking cock? <laughs> I thought it would be very enlightening. It would teach us about our town. And if they say I'd have no problem with it, then I'd be like, cool, because that's about to happen right now. Yeah, and right. then you yeah. test to see if they can handle it. And then all and of a sudden, if they can't, they're a garbage person. <laughs> they're a garbage. They're canceled. Person. But I thought that might be a great segment just yeah. to show our our ups and downs of this small little town. So. So we did get a voicemail <laughs> from well, fucking Brian hey, Nystrom. Bobby went left. Hey, no, this is what we do. We go did, down rabbit holes. This was holes. my. This is your rabbit hole. Forgive the parlance. This was my fault. Even though none of you heard the conversation we had earlier <laughs> yeah. about Bobby butt fucking his way through the Southwest. Um, anyway, <laughs> let's get to the voicemail from Mr. Brian Nystrom of the Greenlight Weekend. <laughs> What's up, boys? It's Brian from the Greenlight Weekend here, and I had a topic of discussion. For Valentine's Day, my girlfriend got me some boxer briefs with a built-in ball hammock. And at first, I was skeptical because they didn't have the pee hole. You know, I have to take my belt off every time I pee. Kind of a pain in the ass. But then I wore them to work double in the kitchen. And let me just tell you, it's a game changer. I may never go back. I'm going to throw away all my other underwear, and I'm getting ball hammocks, son. Uh, so, yeah, I just want to know what you guys thought of that. Also, shout out to Rex. My legs have never been cleaner. Love you, boys. <laughs> <laughs> See, oh, yeah, Rex dropped a knowledge bomb that we have See. helped prevent. Like, we have gotten more. Wi- well, you know. This monarchy of for, the whiskey reel has been responsible for the cleaning of more white legs. So for, for all the white race is done for the black people, um, it's good <laughs> that they finally are giving back. See, finally. And, and telling us to wash our legs, <laughs> which is an awesome. Brian, thank you. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've been a boxer brief guy since they've been designed because mm-hmm. neither briefs nor boxers nope. are fucking usable. They're both for cavemen. Um, B- fucking ball hammock, like the new breed of like uh, there's and there's several companies that do them. Uh, My undies does them, and there's a bunch of companies that do me like, undies. Me undies, sorry, yeah. um, that do like a very form fitting. Okay, that's not what I'm worried about, Brian. What I'm worried about is I haven't used the pee hole in my underwear since I was six. Yeah, pull down the front of your underwear like a grown up, you fucking mongoloid, and pee like a man. I don't understand who uses the, do you have time to reach through and do the fucking uh, minotaur labyrinth that is your underwear to get to your cock? Okay. Fucking so, pull it out. Dude, that's garbage talk. I mean, I'll, I'll say this, like it takes literally the exact amount of time to just pull your dick out yeah, just over the, the top of your underwear. Yes. Yes. I, that know, disturbed me agreed. more than anything At you best. said. <laughs> At best, it takes the exact same amount of time. By the way, I, I just pull your dick out. Yeah. I will say I am intrigued. I have seen the ads because I am They're a dope. dude. And They're dope. Tons of podcasts and tons Sean. of display advertising have showed me. I thought about it, and honestly, when I played this lot, when I played this when we first got the voicemail at my house on my phone, you know, on speaker, Katie was like, "You need that shit because I have ungodly large amount of ball meat. Like, I need something to keep it going." <laughs> when you say it like that, I you know. can I can pull off. <laughs> you know how you put silly putty on the on the funny papers, and you can pull off fucking Ziggy's stupid face. I can get all three panels. 
on my fucking silly putty. Have you ever thought about what your balls are going to be like as an old man? <laughs> no, that's the thing. Katie's like, you have 82-year-old man balls and you're 38. Cause... And she was, no, this is not, I'm not joking. This is her idea. She's like, okay, this sounds fucked up, but I think it'll be fun and funny. I want you to go into a tattoo shop. We'll get you really warm down there. And then what we'll do is we'll have a tattoo hash mark on your leg where it is now. And then every five years or so, we'll come into the tattoo shop to really see what the ball growth is like. And I was like, you are obsessed with my balls and I kind of love it. I'm glad I married you. Wait a minute. <laughs> There's so much to unpack. Um, okay. So to speak. So <laughs> I got the big balls. Okay. Sorry. You got the big balls. I got the very big. Well, it's not. It's not like the balls are big. It's the sack. It's the sack. The gravity is a bit. Hey, listen. As anybody that's reached over forty, gravity is a cunt. It is. It's a cunty little thing. Um, and I get it. Your balls do tend to get lower. I understand. But what is happening down there when you reference it as ball meat? Like how much stuff? Because it looks like a big, it looks like a large bag of Jack Link's beef jerky. Jesus the carne Christ, Sega, man. The spicy, um, tasty the, one. The Sega, the chili lemon. <laughs> uh, no, that's, it's disturbing. But dude. Get one of those things. Ball I'm telling hammocks. you, they are a life changer. They're a game changer only because you it separates your bits from your legs. Separates. So the it cash doesn't. So it doesn't. Your balls aren't on your legs anymore, which we've had to live Fan, with ball, fucking, ball, ball on yeah. your leg forever. And when he said, you know, because he's been working in a kitchen, I'm like, yeah, that's a big working oh, in you a get kitchen. Duck is butter, different. dude. Dude, man, they have they have like 16. Dude, all there is I'm in the saying. lockers on the lockers downstairs. It's just like on top of every locker. It's just like gold bond, anti monkey butt. No, we did anti monkey butt. We used to just use cornstarch, but you can't use cornstarch. That was we used to go into the Cambro, take a fistful of cornstarch inventory. Um, You're costing ah, the company money. It's (laughs) cornstarch. That being said, dude, you get some serious mud butt being on the line, dude, Mm -hmm. and you need to put something in there. Uh, Are the aforementioned walnuts has a great story of putting powdered sugar. Because he thought it was cornstarch and he powder sugared his balls. He super troopered himself. If you've ever powder sugared your balls, what powdered sugar does when it hits moisture, it does a certain thing where it turns into paste. Sticky fucking dude. It was fondant. (laughs) He made his own fondant in his pants, which is fucking hilarious. I nicknamed my balls Ace of Cakes now because (laughs) of all the fondant. So, so Sean. There was something I was pleasantly surprised. You've been pushing this on us. I was very pleasantly surprised. Rex was very upset because while I was watching this, there was a CW tag in the corner and she was just giving me the hairy eyeball because nothing good's ever come out of CW. It's all for kids um, usually. So like I was watching this though and it's Superman and Lois. And, uh, you know, Sean's the DC guy of the group. His brother's even like, he's a Superman fucking just complete thrill. I'm the Batman freak. My brother's the Superman, like obsessive. And I'm telling you, I watched the show and I don't know if you saw it yet, Bobby, but I watched two episodes of it. It's fucking good, dude. It's It's not good. So you've watched. So let me ask you a question. Have you ever tried to give uh, an episode of The Flash or any of their other DC shit a shot? Okay. So you know how how, like, well, depends on how much of a fan you are. Some episodes are great. It's a lot of really uh, targeted for young adults, villain of the week, repetitive bullshit. 
But this is something completely different, right? Like, did you see it as I, being in that realm whatsoever? I think like the Green Arrow Flash sort of extravaganza that happened a while ago, very campy, very lowbrow. Not definitely not for my demo. Yeah. Um, this Superman and Lois, it's about it. He's older. He has a family. It felt a little bit more relatable. I am absolutely blown away at their special effects for a CW show. Right. I am blown away. Well, they it's used a good. lot of it in the pilot. In the other episodes, there's a couple moments where okay. you're like, this is a little well, bit. For the pilot, they went full there is some. There is some absolute, like, really high dollar value production going on here. I was very impressed. I There is a, a wrinkle in the story that I've never heard of because I don't know a lot about Superman. So I'm kind of a neophyte to what it. But you need to know. Which makes it dope for me. But, like... Um, the storyline, he has kids now. The kids are just having powers and they're discovering them. But very cool. They move back to Smallville. That's mm-hmm. kind of the premise. And they're going to kind of restart their life because they haven't been able to spend a lot of time together as a family because Superman's off saving the world. And then he has to reveal the fact that he's Superman to his kids. And it's very heartwarming, very well acted. The kid acting in it's very well done. The teenage stuff. Um, Man, for being a CW show, which initially I would hate just on principle. Right. Man, I'm. I was watching. I'm like, God damn it, man! This is fucking good, dude. Yeah. Like, you said you had yeah. questions, though. What were um, your questions? So I'm not gonna spoil anything because it doesn't spoil stuff when you're dealing with a series like this. Yeah, it's yeah. not like fucking Game of Thrones or anything. But Lex Luthor makes an appearance, or Luthor, Captain Luthor, Captain. That's Luther. all we know. Okay, mm-hmm. makes an appearance in the suit. The suit. The, the and fucking it's a Lex Luthor. It's a black suit. dude with a power suit. Fucking Superman up, by the way. It was yeah. kind of dope. Um, shanked him. He had a shank of kryptonite. And just fucking shanked fresh. him in the fucking chest. Shanked him in the chest and let him drop and shit. It was dope. <laughs> um, but my question was, I don't know anything about Superman. Yeah. I know Lex Luthor is because yeah. I'm not a fucking idiot. So Captain Luthor mm-hmm. is angry at Superman because he destroyed his planet. Yeah. So you can tell already. No, when I saw that, I was like, okay, what you got the Lex. What fuck is happening? You've got a Lex Luthor that Clark does not recognize. And he's a black kid. Yeah. Like, he's black, too. He right. takes his mask so, off. He doesn't dope. recognize him. And he keeps saying, you destroyed my planet and everything. What's he's from on? another dimension or an Elseworlds. He's, like, from another Earth. And Superman was evil there and destroyed the Earth like You're they've done before. Absolutely. So he's from, like, Bizarro? No, I can fucking? tell. Just because that's the DCMO. Yeah. Like that, you can immediately tell. Okay, so he's Luthor, but he's Luthor from another world he's luther from another fucking they're just universe. gonna sell out and do that story That's well no no no. they're gonna they're leak. still working on it but the the best part about this show is that it's really about okay so you had lois and clark which was a show that was very campy from the 90s that was getting more into the dynamic between lois and clark is the interesting part and for us when i was a kid watching that shit it was it was Dude, fun lois and clark was a huge show in the 90s it was yeah it was three it seasons, was but it only huge. lasted three seasons i know but they were gonna get terry big. hatcher and fucking, oh yeah that was a Big deal. Um, and there were some good episodes in it, but overall, you watch it now. I have yeah. all four seasons. Or four seasons, sorry. I have all of them. I try to watch it now and I'm like, God. Well, who's Luther? Rough. Michael Rosenbaum? No, no, that's Rosen- Smallville. Oh, whatever. That's when Dude, no Smallville's when he's like before he's Superman when he's in high school and then oh, in college. Okay. Before he goes to Metropolis to join the Daily Planet. And at the very end, he finally becomes Superman. At the very end of a ten season fucking show. That show was huge too. Smallville was so, decent, but it still was very much villain of the week. It was structured very like Buffy. Buffy's probably the most successful show that that's the CW because they were on the WB before true. it was the CW. I um, worked on the show and I couldn't watch it. It was unwatchable. I liked Buffy a lot because once again, there's a big disconnect between the ten years of age that you guys did have you, on me like you were in completely different places now did you like Buffy no um, Buffy was my least favorite Joss Whedon <laughs> venture 
Um, I enjoyed it. I, have, I haven't seen all the episodes. I'm a Firefly or anything, but... guy. Yeah, I Firefly, Firefly was dope. I, I, I love Firefly. Uh, I, I always found Buffy, and I get it. Like it gets better as it goes on, and like if you can just drop out of a fucking plane and parachute into season three, then it's pretty good. Yeah, you know what I mean. But it it's still yeah, it's still pretty stupid. I don't know, man. But but if people are going to be passionate about Joss Whedon vehicles, yeah. Buffy's the one that they're going right, to fuck it. for like, sure. And they Buffy, everything about it. Buffy was sure. very much structured like a comic book. And that's the thing. It was very much like where they were semi-disjointed. Each story was kind of its own thing. Some of them informed the other ones, but each week worked in its own microcosm. Right. Right. Um, and it was no more illustrated than when they put that shit in comic books. And it was even more popular to the comic book community yeah. per capita than it was for – because it translated perfectly to right. comic books. Now, the interesting – perspective i want is bobby's because bobby is of course a marvel person you said you i said it you quote that's dc tribe shit i don't know that shit i'm marvel and i was like holy shit i didn't realize this was a crips and bloods kind of situation so c versus b but bobby has not watched superman and lois for no other reason other than he just doesn't give a fuck about superman and so i want to know why i want to know why is it that you don't give a fuck about superman so that i can explain to you why every element of this show is a perfect rebuttal for why you don't like Superman. Okay, so I have two. One, I hope he's still dead. <laughs> two, Bobby's full on, full on hand bone right now. <laughs> no, two, like Superman is too powerful okay. of a character to even remotely be interesting. Okay, because he just is great at fucking everything like like it's the standard and, by and, the way this is not a new argument you and everybody else on the internet and that's an argument thing. that's actually going on in the mcu right now is like where we're introducing scarlet witch and who seems Captain to do Marvel everything and fucking like we all these characters it's like how do you find a villain that actually fucking matters right mm-hmm. to like deal with these fucking people and it's a very like real question. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, like, like as soon uh-huh. as your characters become so powerful that they're cosmically fucking powerful. Yeah. God, God level, God yes. level, mm-hmm. cosmically powerful. Okay. How do you find? So okay. like, the only thing like going forward, my only problem with like the MCU would be everything now has to, has to be Galactus. And Thanos, and like, but it's got to be Thanos beyonder. level. It's got to be Thanos level and beyonder. And f- you only got a couple phases yeah. left. Okay, because- what's, okay. So uninteresting because he's so powerful. Next point. Um. Well, my first point is that I just wish he was dead. But like, <laughs> I fucking, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Go on. No, I mean they always just tried to invent characters that could compete with Superman. Well, they've done plenty of them, though. That's the thing. He hasn't been invulnerable. He's been killed in the okay, movies. So He's been killed in the comic books. They figured out may I? kryptonite, all those reasons. May yeah. I? Yes, you may. So there was like... And another thing. Sean's so <laughs> mad right now. No, I'm not mad. I'm not I mad. Know, I'm, no, not mad. I know. I'm not mad at all. But like the other original Captain Marvel yes, Shazam. was fucking Shazam, right? And that was kind of created as a foil for that caricature that of, of like a, a super being, but one that had more focus and drive on national fucking. And it was cool that he was a kid because the audience yeah. was kids. So like they yeah. could really put themselves in the shoes. So like when you create the ultimate super being, because you've read way too much fucking Nietzsche, <laughs> like then you fucking, 
you close the door on true drama. Okay. And Superman has not a lot of drama, which is why the death of Superman series as was a comic so huge. was so huge. No. Is because it was the first time in fucking sixty years that like no, I mean he did almost was he actual been, fucking drama. He's with been Superman. beaten up, but the thing was the only reason they believed they they have they came up from the sixties forward came up with ways to make beings that were either Kryptonian themselves or from another Earth and things like that that could compete with him, right? So they they did that for 30 years. And then the reason that the Death of Superman comics sold so well and they believed that he was going to die is because they fucking told everybody. We're killing Superman. It was in the papers before it was even in a comic. And they were like, pay attention to this series because he's going to die for real. So they told us about it. Yeah. So you're saying there was no drama before that because everybody for years just assumed he's always going to win. He's, gonna, he's Superman, right? I mean, mainly because he always did. But yeah, just like every comic book hero always wins no, at the end of every comic book. that's not even true, though. <laughs> but that that honestly isn't true. If but you think I, about I, it long term, no, they're all still alive or they all come There's back. It's a very Americana, vanilla sort of thing that happens with Superman that there's no nuance or sexiness to him. Of course. Like you look, like a, you look at X-Men, you look at a lot of the Marvel properties, even yeah. Batman, I would argue, like is sexier of a mm-hmm. character. There's something about Superman that just seems so 1950s yes. white suburban Americana that it like yeah. it kind of feels it, it's less impactful as yes. a, as a as a person. Of course. I, it's and not if a very look, complex person. If you look at the way that Christopher Reeve played the character and the way that Superman was for years and what we think of as Superman, yes, that's true. But if you've read Superman comics, they've done a lot of interesting okay. shit and stuff like that. But the reason that this show is so much different is no matter how powerful a being is, once you're married and you have two kids, now you have three giant weaknesses, three giant things that could destroy everything that you are. They've never, not even the comics yeah, have sure. never done Superman having kids. Yeah. Why? I think it's because of Kevin Smith in Mallrats. There's a line where he says, you know, there's no way that Lois could ever have Superman's baby. His powers are enhanced by Earth's yellow sun. If she gets a tan, the kid could kick right through her stomach. <laughs> but either way, I guarantee you he blows a load like a shotgun right through her back. <laughs> well, so I, I think that had an effect on a generation of comic book writers who just were like, that's canon now. So he yeah. wrote a Superman movie once, so it, that's canon. It's in, we'll never have him have kids. But it's really interesting. I and agree. he is not playing the character the way that uh, people have played the character before. Part of the reason that that character is endearing to me now is because that kind of corn-fed dude who's really that good inside doesn't really fucking exist in our world anymore. He's fucking comic book Jesus. He's a mix of comic book Jesus and Moses because Moses was sent down the river just like fucking Clark was sent in a spaceship to Earth. That's so you've got Moses and then you've got the Messiah Jesus perfect thing. But but they this show is doing something very different with these characters and it, the kids make a whole fucking lick of difference. I just don't think that that view of fucking Superman is still salient to fucking people because what really I like like comic book fans identify with is Spider-Man. Of course. No, and that's a argument I've had with guys forever. Spider-Man versus just- Superman. Spider-Man is a better written character and a funner comic book to read than Superman. I completely agree with that. The drama is just built into the character. Yes. It's 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 baked in. Yeah. To those characters. And like that, I think that's why Marvel wins. Mm-hmm. I mean, outside of Batman, who gives a fuck how any of these other fucking characters came to being? 
A I lot mean, of people still do, man. There's a kind of do, but no, not compared do, to but MCU. Who, like, like this is, I was thinking oh, about this not, while you guys were talking. The, Superman, there's a complexity and dynamicism to who superheroes are. And when you start to go down the checklist of who's your favorite superhero, those are always these tragically flawed people. Yes. There's something relatable to being flawed, right? I would say in MCU, I mean, it's very hard to argue that Wolverine... That's Marvel. I mean, yeah. is, is not everybody's favorite character because he is so tragic and flawed. And on DC side, Batman. Yeah, because he's so tragic and flawed, yeah. and it was dope when he started killing people. Um, but <laughs> but I think we gravitate towards that. The problem I have, and I think what Bobby's like, I feel I totally understand what you're saying because I never geeked out super hard on Superman. I love the Christopher Reeve stuff because it was a comic book movie, so why wouldn't I watch it? But it never resonated with me, Superman. It was, and for a lot of the reasons Bobby talked about. The th- cool thing about this show is somebody who doesn't really have an affinity for Superman is it's a different take on the canon, a different take on the character, and it opens up some possibilities uh, for stuff. Uh, there's some growth yeah. that's being able to be, you know, had there. So just I guess my by virtue of it. My yeah. last question would be about the show is, is it canon? Yeah, it is now. Does the Warner Brothers? I mean, Warner Brothers makes the show. So. I, I know, but I'm just saying, like all the other they, content they've done counts as canon. And are they now attributing things. like yeah. this well, show? The thing is, is this Superman, the guy playing him, has appeared a shitload in Supergirl as you know, mm-hmm. Kara's cousin Clark, and he's been heavily involved in the last two Crisis mm, yeah. crossover events. But the thing is, his shit in there matches his performance in this show but this show's tone and what the where this show's going is like 180 degrees away from all of that shit yeah yeah it's really about human interaction it's about family it is it's, it's about very being a dad. much it's very it's much it's about being a dad of two boys and i was like my dad had me and my brother my brother was i was the athlete and my brother was the, like the so weird kid. obviously you're feeling more of an affinity because you have a personal like direct oh, yeah. correlation and it's superman which but i've loved since i was a kid because that's all we had the acting yeah. is good the special effects are really good it doesn't it doesn't leave you wanting it's not campy they're playing it straight mm-hmm. yeah um, it's it's highly yes. watchable. And I'll say really, this to wrap really. this segment up. Superman is the reason that we all have all this shit right now. Without Superman, there is no Marvel comics later on. There is no X-Men. There's yeah. nothing. So just the fact that no matter how uninterested, Superman has like the benefit. It's like a double-edged sword of the benefit and also uh, the negative that the motherfucker's been around since 1930 fucking yeah. three or whatever, or 34. So we've had plenty of time to dissect why he's, uh, name the problem you have with Superman. Yeah. He's uninteresting. He's too powerful. He's a symbol of toxic American colonial, uh, ne- yeah. you name it, right? They're not doing that with him anymore. And I honestly think that they weren't, that I liked what Henry Cavill did with Man of Steel. Man of Steel is not as bad of a fucking movie as people say it is now. I don't think Man of Steel. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. And, And I love Superman just because I've loved him since I was a kid. But I'm being honest here. He is in the teens when it comes to my favorite superheroes. He's somewhere in the teens. I love Batman's always going to be a number two on number one. But then underneath that is a slew of Marvel people. Yeah. Followed by Superman. So yeah. I just love all this comic shit. And Superman's something that's always going to have a piece of my heart. Because when we were kids, 
we had Superman and we had the Michael Keaton Batman movies and that was it. That was it. it. It's it's watchable though for anybody out there wondering whether should, I should watch it. Don't be scared because it's CW. Just watch it's, the pilot. It's actually it's actually fine. If and, you like and they the do a pilot, good job. if you like the pilot, you'll dig it. Give it the forty six minutes or whatever, or an hour if you actually have yeah. to watch it through the app. But we have Plex. Now it's time for Musica Caliente. <laughs> So, um, I was looking around. I'm just going to be honest, guys. You guys go digging for stuff. And so I, as the voice of the masses, what I always do to find my song these days is just go straight to iTunes and see what's recently been released. And uh, they have a lot of shit on there that's not good. Most of it's mumble rap that nobody understands and nobody cares because nobody will remember it in 20 years. But then a gentleman who I enjoyed when I was in my uh, early, let's say, tweens and early teens had a new album. And I was like... I wonder if this is just a retread of what he's done for the last 20 years. And sure as shit it was. Have you, Rob I, Zombie's got a new fucking song. Have you heard this, Bobby? No. Get ready to re-hate <laughs> Mr. Zombie. And I just Because you hate him for the movies. You hate his music. But there's a I re-hate that's a him. there's a re-hate that's about to happen. I I got a minute into this. When I was just like, look, I was actually looking around. I was alone at home. I was looking around to see if anybody else was hearing this shit. <laughs> I, I suggest, Sean, if you'd like to join me, we deep stare at Bobby while he listens to the new Rob Zombie. Because watching somebody learn to hate again is a magical time. And it only happens once. It only happens once. So I want to catch this. Let's but do please, this. Please play this for me. <laughs> oh i can't wait to so good i can't wait to tag rob zombie in that video uh, on twitter to. just oh, to be like you have to just like when you hit that your song kicks into gear and three grown men just start laughing <laughs> that was supposed to you know when they were recording we're in his audience too like no, we're his demo no we're not there's th- those people don't exist so like when Bobby when you, just fucked one of them in the ass. When you do, <laughs> dude, I heard I heard Bobby Noise fuck Sherry Moon Zombie in the butt. Uh, Rob Zombie's just not good. Can so we agree? The first White Zombie album was it was fine. Go back and listen. It to was. It. Fun, Let me know dude. if it, it was, was fine. Fun. It was cool. It's like fine. I like the lyrics. I like the. See, I was all about that shit. I like I the riffs. I like the bass player. She's hot. Um, <laughs> and giant schnoz. Um. Yeah. Wow. She had a great schnoz. We haven't brought back the fucking um, hook nose in a while. The Wizard of Schnoz. But he, as soon as he just became Rob Zombie, it was a fucking nightmare. This yeah. is the most yeah. formulaic, trite, insulting. Um. There is not anybody that is under fucking forty nine that doesn't have a fucking sweet tribal armband that doesn't fucking. <laughs> Ride, nay, I say a Kawasaki because you can't fucking ride a Harley. Um, this is 
music for people that the bus left them. Yeah. Like the bus drove by, you were still at the bus stop. This is sad music for sad people. I, it's I, for, I, 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 I forgot to say the to say. extremely long and pretentious name of this song. Oh, go ahead. It is, quote, The Triumph of King Freak, parentheses, A Crypt of Preservation and Superstition, end parentheses, end career. Is how that should go. <laughs> Okay, man. Okay. Hey, 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 listen, Dylan Thomas. Um, (laughs) You've never written anything better than a Bazooka Joe fucking gum wrapper, you dumb cunt. Um, (laughs) Stop. It's embarrassing. Go have your career. You got a hot wife. You got a bunch of tattoos. You got hundreds of millions or probably tens of millions at the very least. I would guess. You're fine. Stop it. Nobody's buying it anymore. Nobody cares about you. I bet Black Sunshine brought in 60, 70 million. I mean, I don't know, dude. Are you serious? That Wait, album was Black, a which, Was that the Dracula one? Or no, that was Hellbilly Deluxe. No, that was, Deluxe. That was his Deluxe. first album. Black Sunshine was a big Yeah, but see, the song, problem dude. is this. When you do your first album, you don't get shit. So yeah. he's getting full points on this album. That may be true. But you but, don't get yeah. dick on your first album, man. I mean, unless you worked a sweet deal. But Thunder Kiss 65 and Black Sunshine and those songs, they were big. That was a big song. That was his arguably best song, in yeah, my opinion. Yeah, yeah. But... It's a one. It's a one fucking one note fucking pony. It's a one hit Charlie sort of sound. It's formulaic. It's compressed. It feels stale. It has no life to it. It doesn't, it doesn't feel have, new at all. It's like why make it's this not even song about that's that. the listen, same song you've been doing for twenty. Listen years. to yeah. the music. So what you do with compression is you squash everything to the middle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It sounds there's no peaks. There's no valley. It's like the Xanax of music. You just or the or the fucking uh fucking what's that the shit vowel you take? tracks of music? Yeah, <laughs> it's like the <laughs> um, it's like a mood stabilizer of a pill for music. It just keeps you. It's Prozac. You stay in the middle. You never go high and you never go low. And it 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 it, it, it's, it feels dead. Yep. It's just so let's dead get music. to something good because okay, if you haven't listened to this podcast. Um, Denzel Curry's balls are firmly planted on Aaron's chin. As it should be, sir. Uh, um, and, and that goes for all Denzel. By the way, all of them. Yeah. So let's just say that. We, in Whiskey Real Fashion, introduced Denzel Curry way back in the day when he first dropped. So I'm going to give, cool. give ourselves some a little bit of depth for that. He put out an album with Kenny Beats. And if you don't know Kenny Beats, um, he's a monster um, of a producer. Denzel and guess who, when they did their first album, and this is, the album's called 1.5. This is brand new, but came out about three weeks ago. This is so weird. The one I'm going to cut is The Alchemist, who's another producer's version of the song mm-hmm. featuring Joey Badass. If you don't know Pro Era, if you don't know those kids, <laughs> if you don't know like Capital Steez, Joey Badass is a fucking monster. monster. I don't like all of his shit though, man. He's been doing some kind of whack shit. But yeah. anyway, this shit is hot. Um, Denzel and Kenny, when they got together, guess who they were pattering themselves after? They're trying to go into that next level, sort of like, uh, let's take a bunch of mushrooms and get to the next fucking dimension. A la, who do they mention? Aesop Rock. MF Doom. Oh, shit. Okay. Mad Lib. Um, they, They went after all the greats of production. And basically said, we want to sound like these guys because it's who we love. Denzel is a motherfucking monster. And this beat, I can't figure out if the alchemist did the beat or if he just added shit or whatever. I don't give a fuck. Listen to this is 
as progressive hip hop as you're gonna hear right now. With Nerd Owl. Drip hop, born from the crack pot. This is for the infants, the haves and the have not. Meet us at the trap spot so you could be an astronaut. This will be the biggest leap that you ever hop. Niggas are flying, the junk is a high. And in my line of work, that goes side by side. But when the worlds collide, they waste the whole damn product. Here's the adrenaline when the block gets shot up. Take it to the vein. Matter of fact, take one shot to the brain. One dose or two dose, no I can tell you right now, I'm not sure how you didn't know this, but yeah, Alchemist did the entire beat over again. Because that's all, like, that is the way that that's so electronic uh, and ambient and so many things. That's his Steve. Alchemist, I've got got mixed CDs from Alchemist 15 years ago. Oh, I don't have them. But now that seems like what Alchemist, like, when I see Alchemist's name on a song, I hear shit like this. Alchemist does have a sound. He likes saying his name a lot when he plays his music. Uh, 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 Alchemist, every 15 seconds in every mixtape he's ever done. But this sounds very Kenny Beats inspired. Um, that kid has a very huge grasp on what hip hop is regionally, culturally. Um, he understands it. He's a learned guy. He's he's He studies. Um, so I didn't know how much Alchemist had as an influence, but that driving progressive how they're mixing the tones of the voice the filters back and forth it feels like you're on a hallucinatory fucking ride and i think it's supposed to very reminiscent of um like you said mad lib shit mf aesop these are all fucking guy cultural icons obviously if you know this podcast you know we love um denzel's getting it man denzel's getting it and he is he's trying to push boundaries he does not want to make hits he wants to make music yeah and mm-hmm. it's it's working for me I yep. mean, i'm feeling all of that man. me too dude i yeah. dug it bobby what'd you think That's fire. Uh, i love it dude i i mean his vocal stylings are distinctive yeah no one sounds exactly like denzel no we talked about jid the yeah. other week right jid we talked yeah. about him the other week and how i think he's the new kendrick mm-hmm. yeah like sort Which of style. Was bold I'm, I'll stand by that shit, man. If and you've if, heard hey, some fire, he's put you're out. You're a learned bold. gentleman, um, so I Den- trust Denz- Denzel has this, I don't know if that aggressive fucking yelly, you know what I mean? Like, he's kind of like creating this weird lane of anti-mumble yeah. where I can hear everything and he's extra aggressive. Like, it's really interesting. It reminds me of some like mid-90s shit that used to come yep. out where everybody was like, Onyx and Gravediggers. Oh, they used Onyx. to scream their Good fucking. Pull on Onyx, they used to dude. scream their lyrics and shit. He's getting like you can feel his fire, yeah, and I'm yeah. I'm really appreciate. He's not laid back in the cut trying to be suave. He's like in it, and just you feel like he wants to jump through the microphone. I love that it's shit. Dope. So now it's time for us to clutch our pearls of wisdom. Bobby, you go first. Okay. Um. Sometimes it's time. To call it fucking quits. Be done. Be done. You can create a situation that seems great um, and fun and all of that, but it's not healthy and it's not the way you need your life to go. Okay. And uh, so I did that today. I called it quits on a fairly big situation. It's going to cost me a whole lot of sex. But 
<laughs> that's okay. I saw you, I, you. For people that can't see Bobby, he looked up into his own head to double check if this was the right decision. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought he was giving it pasta. I, I, I missed it. I'm walking away from a pile of sex. A hot pile. <laughs> a hot, a hot pile of sex to say not the right thing for me. And I want to move on. Nice. <laughs> In good faith. That's good. Dude, <laughs> That's I'm actually proud a good of, thing. It's a good thing. I'm proud of you. Sometimes you just got to say, hey, don't let the door fuck you in the ass on the way out. <laughs> wow. Wow. Come on. I wrote that no, down. That I was, know. I, you wrote that down. <laughs> wow. That's Sean's, Such a fucking Sean's note corner. <laughs> <laughs> There's gold here. I'll use uh, it one day. I'll go I think you're sh- next. So we're clutching our pearls, right? Usually we say we try to give ourselves a little bit of self-help or whatever. Um, Dude, I just thought about this. Now I had another one. I thought about this. Bobby and I were talking about a friend of ours. I'm not going to say the name. But we're talking about a friend. We care about him. And um, he's making maybe some questionable like business decisions. Let's say that. Um, My big thing is like this. Listen, if you're going to try to be a boss, be a fucking boss, man. If you think... That you can run a fucking octopus with many arms and you can be hands-on. You only got two. The octopus has eight. So where are you going to be at any given point, man? You can't control all eight. You got to be a boss. Get on a phone. You think Bill Gates builds computers, motherfucker? You think Rupert Murdoch writes news stories, motherfucker? No. Get on the phone and start moving chess pieces. That's the only way to conduct your life if you really want to be a boss. If you're going to run an organization, a huge corporation, you think they're on the floor doing shit? Motherfucker, they are making deals behind the scenes. That's how business gets done. So stop thinking you can do everything yourself. That's what the people you need to hire think. Yep. Not you. Exactly. You got to be a bigger 30,000 foot view. Yeah. So be a boss. If you're going to be a boss, be a boss. Yeah. And if you got staff members that are just not listening to you and you're blaming it that like, oh, I've got to be there because my staff sucks. You need to tell them, hey, don't let the door fuck you in the ass on the way out. <laughs> I always said, man, 80% of management is hiring. I exactly. hire well. Yep. So I don't, I can sleep yeah, at night. I get the text messages from the, the, the private investigators you've hired Thank to, you. to check up on every I applicant. Have, <laughs> I have cameras everywhere. <laughs> Uh, mine's pretty simple. Uh, I learned something over the last couple weeks because I'm coming up on two weeks being injured. And while uh, the last time I hurt my back, it was about five days that I had really any range of motion issues or anything. And now that I'm 38, um, it's like I still can't bend over at the waist and touch my toes quite yet. And I still hurt quite a bit. Uh, and it's almost two weeks after. Um, I don't know why we're and all, no, it's funny because both of you guys have hurt yourselves, too. So you just you're <laughs> laughing from a place of understanding is what mm-hmm. I tell myself. So I don't cut myself. Right. Um, don't let the door fuck you on the ass on the way out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but what I learned is, that, again, this happened to me. I go through these these cycles. As I've been hurt, I've been noticing that because I can't move around and I can't do a workout like I wanted to, and because I'd rather sit there and just not do anything because I hurt, I realize I'm getting more sad and more depressed. Now, the fact that I got a vaccine, my first vaccine today, has been a real boost for me uh, emotionally, but... 
just the fucking moral of the story is move around, people. You need to move. Get up and fucking walk at the very least. I realize that how happy I am is so directly tied to how active I am. So honestly, yesterday I did like 10 hours in the chair at my house doing work. But about every 30 minutes, I got up, went up and down the stairs a couple of times and just kept walking back and forth. And all of a sudden... Oh my God, my back's not only feeling a little bit better, but I'm getting fucking happier because I'm actually moving around and not just sitting there absorbing some content, smoking weed and getting sad that I can't do anything. We used to be hunter gatherers. Like um, we forget how we evolved. We, We would hunt, gather and survive all day. And it gave us a sense of peace and, and, and there was a performative quality to our lives where we had to like get something and go get it. And now we don't. And I think there's, I think there's definitely some thing that's happening evolutionary like that is going to be bad for the future. The fact that we don't need to do anything. Um, We choose to do it. So hopefully you choose to move around like Sean said. Hopefully you choose to put your thingy in bad places like Bobby said. Mm -hmm. Hopefully you choose to be a boss. Hopefully if you have a tongue ring, you suck dick like an adult. Hi, I'm Moonbean Hammity. Hammity. Moon, Moonbean Hammity. I said everything wrong. <laughs> How many Frenettes at brunch? <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. Hi, I'm Moonbeam Hammity. I can't say Hammity. It. Moonbeam Hannity. 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 It's a mouthful. Wow, I'm really featured a lot in this. I told you that yesterday, I know. remember? No, I know. Somebody, the voice has to be consistent. We yep. can all trade off. So... I love that you started off with so. Everything's going to start with so. 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 (laughs) Come on. That one was way over. That was over the Why? Somewhere in between. Yeah. I think that's great. So, I'm Moonbeam Hannity, and I still don't know how I feel about this message. All right. Well, what's other ones we can throw out so you can have extra credits? You got one in your head already? No, I've been doing other things. So, we got to toss some at him so he doesn't have to come out with all of them. But I complain about how I do so much all the time. Too much. But Bobby has one week where he's the fucking lead and he's like, I'm so. Can someone, I'll be in my trailer. <laughs> so I'm Moonbeam Hannity and I still use words like Negroid. <laughs> yes! I like that. So, but, but, yep. So I'm Moonbeam Hannity and I wish. <laughs> I know. I can't say best. it. It's I can't best. say it. So I'm Moonshman Hannity. <laughs> so I'm Moonbeam Hannity, and I wish this message was more gender neutral. I'm Poonstream Fanity. <laughs> I'm Hannibal Hannity. I'm Moonbeam Hannity, and I still deal with blacks on a case by case basis. <laughs> so I'm Moonbeam Hannity. And one of my best friends is a sex worker in Connecticut. <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm Moonbeam Hannity. So I'm Moonbeam Hannity, and Jalen is right, and Bobby is an asshole. <laughs> so I'm Moonbeam Hannity, and Meghan Markle is definitely black. <laughs> so I'm Moonbeam Hannity and I just don't see colors. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard D! Such a hard D! Oh, I fucking 
have brought that. It's such a hard <laughs> oh, oh, my God. That's All right, fucking break time. funny. Break time, motherfucker. Break time.